Hey, what up, Rob? It's Hoppy Roger. Just checking in with everybody. I used to be the horror guy, the crazy story guy, all that shit. Still crazy shit happens to me. I had a bear in a cave that I had to deal with. And I almost got crushed by a tree. The barber chaired off when we was logging it a couple of weeks ago. I'm talking like I was laying on the ground and it went the wrong way. It was probably about three foot from me when I rolled out the way, so I didn't get crushed or nothing. But I'm the I'm the, the crypto guy now. I thought I spent my whole damn day doing cryptocurrency. Uh, I generally fuck with Bitcoin and Bitcoin. That's my top two. Y'all already know that. But uh, look, the Bitcoin conference just went on in Miami. I'm heading back to Kentucky. Uh, Jack Mollers is about to blow y'all's fucking mind. Uh, look him up. He's running the Lightning Network and the Zap Wallet. Uh, but but really what I, what I want to get into is like everybody, Elon's a fucking idiot. Please don't listen to him. But the reason that the price went down is uh, there was a, a, a – look, there's no uh, SEC regulation over crypto. <laughs> you can do manipulation that you can't do with stocks with crypto, and it's legal because it's property, not security. But look uh, – the number four holder, which we don't know who he is, in, in Bitcoin in the world, sold like uh, like like nine thousand Bitcoin at once, and then everybody, you know, Elon and everybody, and it just piled on and it made a huge sell-off, right? So when you sell it once, like the, people don't understand the price of Bitcoin in these cryptos. The prices are affected by the buy and sell wall, so it's it's purely supply and demand, right? So. So when you sell 9,000 Bitcoin, which, which was 50,000 a piece, do the math on that, at once, it, it, the price is crashing. So, so what he did is he sold a big shit ton at once, right, 9,000, which ended up being like $475 million. And then uh, he bought it back in small increments, right? So then he ended up with 9,900 Bitcoin, and he bought it back for 350. So he... 60, 70, I don't know. I don't know the numbers right now. But, but basically, he got an extra 900 Bitcoin and also pocketed $110 million off the deal. So this is what's going on right now. The institutions are coming in. They're doing this shit, but they can't do it forever because there's a limited supply of Bitcoin, and the people that are buying it, people like me, are not selling. So eventually, uh, there's going to be a giant buy wall instead of a sell wall, and the price is going to pop. And that's coming probably around the 10th to 15th of July. But what I need you all to do is get on Binance. You need to get you a ledger, it's a cold wallet, you can also do a treasure if that's your thing, but you need to be buying Bitcoin, it's cheap as hell, we're going to two hundred and fifty to $288,000, and Ethereum is going to thirty to $40,000 uh, by August 20th, and then you're probably going to, go to cash out or have a different strategy come September if you're looking for immediate profits. Uh, I would advise you just to forget about it for four years and wait until 2025 uh, for the next cycle because Bitcoin's going to a million. And Ethereum. So after Ethereum goes to $400,000, uh, it may, I'm not so convinced on Ethereum, but it's still going to pop. I guarantee it's going to pop. It may come back down from that point. Nobody can call anything a crypto, absolutely. They say they can, they're idiots. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, you need to listen to Michael Saylor. You need to listen to Plan B, who is under $100 trillion. On uh, Twitter, you need to listen to Robert Breedlove. You need to listen to Jack Mauer. You need to listen if you're fucking with V Chain. Uh, you need to listen to Salah Ahmed. He's a Muslim. It's just he's got the best TA in the business. The easiest way to find him is get on Jimmy Two Times his Twitter. But um, if you want to make some quick, quick money, wait. You need to get on Kraken. Get verified for margin trading. Generally, I do not advise margin trading with leverage. Um, trading options. Uh, look, if you want me to come on and get in depth on a show about all this stuff, I'm down. Uh, you got my number, you got my email, all that stuff, we can talk for a long time. But look, 
I think the best bet, hands down, in crypto is a rap. And, and, and look, I can't tell you exactly the date. Uh, this is not financial advice. But uh, somewhere around July the 10th and 15th, everything's going to start coming. But Ethereum, oh my God, what this thing's going to do. And I don't even, I don't, I own 0.008991 Ethereum. I don't fuck with it. But I will fuck with it on trading. There's a difference between investing and trading. So get on cracking, uh, trading, margin trading with leverage. So basically you're borrowing cracking's money. Again, you can get wrecked on this real easy. I don't do it day to day. But around July the 10th and 15th, if you use trading view and market cipher, Take note, get market cipher, it costs money, but if it prints, as soon as it prints a green dot on the four-hour chart, the two-hour chart, and the one-day chart at the same time, you need to get in as hard as you fucking can because you will get rich within three weeks. Because it happens gradually, and then all of a sudden, suddenly. And I'm telling you, you watch Ethereum in July, and then you watch Bitcoin, and you watch WeChain. It happens, give me a shout. Peace out. Now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yeah. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob. Are we hearing anything in this bitch? This is the anthem. God bless the child while he listen to some random. Picking bars and stanzas, ripping mics, etc. Go against the y'all, you gotta know he Tony Danza. That's B Rob, he the boss, MC God. Give you what you want every week with some deep dives. Revise everything you know about this podcast. We're trying to take over the world with this podcast. We're hitting your ears every week with the monsoon. We're broadcasting the sound clouds and iTunes. The Twitch screams say random, what you gonna do? The Twitch screams say random, what you gonna do? Subscribe. Like, share, listen to the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. If you're listening right now, you're welcome. What up, everybody? This is your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. What up, everybody? This is your boy B Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, I want you to lean over and go ahead and give them a crisp high five. But if you want to be socially cautious and, uh, you know, you got some COVID concerns, the easy and safe way to do it is to get your social media app of choice and send them a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Ramblings with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow, Instagram at The3RShow, and you can find this interview amongst many others on the YouTube channel if you search for 3RShow. For anything that I may have forgotten to mention as far as social media is concerned and ways that you can help out the show, you can go to randomrob.com. Go to randomrob.com to where you can find all manner of things pertaining to the show to include merchandise and everything like that. And also, while you're there, there's a link for the sponsor 
the sponsor of the show, which is Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. <laughs> Go to hooksrub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. So, yeah, get some of them Hooks, Rubs, and Spices for your everyday delicacies to where it be mashed potatoes, uh, vegetables, uh, steaks. If you're vegan, I'm pretty sure you can rub hooks, rubs, and spices all over it. I mean, it's, it's, it's vegan, right? They ain't got no pork products or uh, animal fats in it or nothing like that. So hooks, rubs, and spices is vegan. <laughs> Put that shit on all your stuff. Anyway, joining me is a man that I barely knew or no. <laughs> he just kind of popped up and said, hey, man, I want to be on the show. I was like, all right. And it'd be what it'd be. I mean, that's how I kind of book things for the random ramblings with Rob. Uh, mutual acquaintance with a uh, former guest, uh, Sakate, a uh, streamer on Twitch. And I was uh, tuning in to Sakate's uh, stream. You, you got an EFED going. Um, he do simulations on WWE 2K19, I believe it is. And I was just tuning in like I normally do. And uh, he had a commentary guest with him, which is wind up being my guest here today. We got Brian from Botch TV, not botched because they didn't do it yet, but it's Botch TV. And uh, he does his own streaming thing. He has his own federation as well. And um, we just chat a little bit. It's mostly him, which, you know, if you are uh, familiar with the show, I rather enjoy it. I fire off the questions or steer the conversation in a certain direction, and they just take the ball and run with it. I rather enjoy those uh, types of uh, conversations that we have, our interviews. So Brian gives us a lot of himself in this interview, and uh, I hope you enjoy. I don't really have too much to ramble upon today because uh, I'm doing this 20 minutes before I have to leave to work. <laughs> so uh, I hope you enjoy. There's more to come. And uh, hit, don't forget to hit up the sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to hooksrub.com. Get your 15% off. Use the promo code RANDOM. Hey, go to randomrob.com. Check out all the things and stuff. And hit your boy up on Twitter. Hey, man, if you just want to be on the show just because you want to shoot your shit with your boy, hit me up. You have the various social media platforms that I've illustrated beforehand in an introduction. You know, Twitter, at 3RShow, Instagram, at the three R show. Hit me up. Hit me in the DMs. Slide in ever so gently. And uh we can talk about stuff. You know? So without further ado, joining me on this edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast is Brian of Botch TV. We're going live, but we're okay. Actually, we're actually not. So Oh yeah. I remember watching uh the one with you and Sakate the other night, and you said you just record these, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only ones that I do live is uh, when we do the wrestling stuff. The wrestling is trash, yeah. C. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely did check out some of your uh, stuff on your channel. I actually subscribed to uh, the YouTube channel, so. Well, that is much appreciated. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, it's just weird because um, I do these videos just because cause now I have the means to because there was never always, 
I could never always do it. I, I used to use this uh, piece of shit computer to record this podcast. Right. And uh, it was just a, a old ass MacBook Pro that I had from like. <laughs> I, had, I have a new one. Oh, you got the newer uh, one? Yeah, I had to get one when I was in college a couple of years ago um, because I was in music recording and that's what they worked on was MacBooks and Mac, iMacs and shit like that. So we had to familiarize ourselves with the software and with Apple and stuff. Yeah. And I hated Apple all my entire life until I got a Mac and then I got an iPhone and then I became uh, into the ecosystem. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, that's... it's it's all about reliability to me. It's just right. I, I've had all, I love electronics, so I've had all manner of phones under the sun and everything. And out of all the ones I've ever owned, this is the one that has never given me any issues. Yeah, I've I was uh, pro Android. I was all Android, like LG yeah, yeah. phones, Samsung, whatever. And Samsung makes great phones. Yeah, uh, but the issue that I had was with my LG T4, it kept freezing and I had so many other issues with it. And then, you know, once I transitioned over to getting an iPhone, I think it was iPhone eight plus, I think was my first iPhone. Yeah. And when I got that, I was like, and then I became engraved in the ecosystem. Then I realized, Oh, you can answer calls on your Mac and, and yeah. you know, you could do all this. You could have the notes app and then access the notes on, yeah. The Mac. And so I could use that for college and study for tests. And I realized how much this would help me in, in college. So then I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And then I got an Apple watch and then <laughs> the rest yeah. is history there. So yeah, I don't have it on me right now. It's like right there, but, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I got in around, uh, the five or six. That's probably a good, 2013, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was because uh, they they me. I think they put something in your yeah. in your your water or something after you you get the first product or whatnot. You you put it on your nightstand and you go to sleep. Then they start moving around the house and shit. It start <laughs> infecting all your items. <laughs> right, you know it's like it's one of those things. Like I tell people like all the time that they that they don't like Apple or whatever and. I always say, like, once you try one and you start to experiment with it and you see what it can do and you become engraved in the ecosystem, it's kind of hard to get away from it. Like, yeah. you know, I still have a Windows laptop that I record. It's a gaming laptop that I spent way too much money on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I use it to record, I use it to edit, and then I, for my Mac, I barely touch it now because I, I just graduated college, so yeah, uh, I don't I don't really use it, but the thing is with my gaming laptop, it's, it's, it's 12 pounds. Like this computer is, is heavy as hell. So, you know, to have something as light as a Mac to take around that I can do all the same things with pretty much, uh, you know, I have the same video editing software that I use on my PC on here. I have discord and everything else and OBS and all that shit on there. So, you know, that's all I need. Yeah. You know, I can easily take it. Yeah. What I'm using right now is my, my Windows PC that I got built 
and everything. And that was just like a whole experience for me because since 2011 or 12, when I got this MacBook Pro, that has been my only computing device. Damn. The only thing I've ever had all the way up until what about what beginning of this year when I got this computer. Like, did you get it custom built and everything or? Yeah, well. I just went to the website and be like, all right, I want this one. I want this one. I want this. Oh, this. you 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 chose the parts that you wanted in it, and then yeah. yeah. But I, I that's kind of what I did with my laptop. Yeah, I didn't physically build it, but um, if we ever get some goddamn graphics cards flying around this bitch, I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna take all the old parts that I uh, took out of here because I upgraded a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, and all the parts that I took out, I want to take those and make another computer out of it. There you go. I mean. I think within with this year, you know, with the pandemic and stuff still going on, I think within the next year or two, people will start getting their hands on things that they weren't able to, um, yeah. you know, because people are going back to work, manufacturing and stuff and everything else and vaccines coming up, vaccines being here and everything else. I think we're starting to get towards the tail end of it rather than yeah, where we were a year ago. So, you know, Did and you it's get, uh, dosed up. Do you believe in that or what's going on? I got the vaccine. Um, I did get the vaccine. Um, however, I am a firmer believer that the state, whatever state uh, you live in, like here in New York, they're trying to basically bribe people to get it. Yeah. And they're hey, like, you want, a, you want a bus pass? You want a train pass? Come on, well, baby. It, one of the things was our governor was like, here, we'll give you a lottery ticket and the chances of you winning are one in nine. And I'm like, so you're going to try and bribe people to get a vaccine that they may not want to get just because they may not want to get it. But but you're that desperate to get like to get people to get the vaccine that you're just going to force it upon people. And to me, it's you're you're given right. Like you have every right to refuse you know, medical treatment. That's kind of, it's like when you get in a car accident and like the police come or whatever. And they're like, do you want to go to the hospital? If they don't have it, if you don't have any life threatening injuries or anything that they, you know, would deem to be anything. And you don't want to, you don't want to go to the hospital. You have every right to refuse that. So that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, refusing a vaccine. So I got it. I, I dealt with the side effects and, Mm. and, it's not that I necessarily feel safer. I just, I just did it just to do it, just because I knew it was going to get to this point where they're like, "Oh, you know, you can only go to this if you get this." Here. So it's yeah. like, okay, fine. Let me, let me bite the bullet and just get it. And you know, I got my Excelsior pass. It's this thing that they scan on your phone to check your vaccination status. So if concerts start up again and they start doing that, oh. I'll have. I'll have my pass and I'll be ready to go. So I won't have to carry my vaccination card around with so me. Is, but. is that like a local original thing or whatever? Cause I never heard of that until just now. It's, it's a, I, I believe certain States are going to do it. Okay. Um, but our state, New York state has done that and you do it through an app. You basically enter what County in New York you got it in. And then, uh, you know, when you got your dose, uh, when you got your last dose, your birth date, your name, like simple shit. And then yeah, they give you cool. your pass. And and that's just so that you don't have to 
I have one of the little lanyard things with a plastic um, wrap for my card. So it's waterproof. So I can carry my card around with me, but everybody's got these little devices in their pockets where they have tickets and tickets on Ticketmaster and other things. So why not have create something that makes it a lot easier so that people don't have to do that? You know? Yeah. Cause I keep mine in the armrest of my truck. (laughs) And you know, if I got to wear a mask and actually they, lifted some of the mask mandates for fully vaccinated people. I know in like Walmart and other places. Of course they did in Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Walmart and Target and some other places where you don't have to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated, you know? So I've always been wearing a mask wherever I need to. And, you know, I have no issue with it. And I don't know why so many people have an issue with it. Like what you go into the grocery store for 20 minutes and then you're out. Like that's really you're not- on my goddamn rights. That's why. <laughs> yeah. You going to tell me what to do? I ain't wear your goddamn stupid mask. It's a way of mind control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'll never understand that. You know, it's like I hate wearing them too. But you know, it's whatever. You know, just just, just fucking do it. <laughs> just do it, motherfuckers. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 You know, but at least, you know, I've, I've, I, my life hasn't really changed much because of the pandemic. I don't really do anything. Like ever since I got out of college, all I've been looking for is just the next step, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly never thought I'd ever go to college or graduate from college. Uh, because when I was in high school, that wasn't my thing. That wasn't, you know, and that was only a few years ago. I'm only 22. So, you know, I'm, I'm very young. And so, you know, going to college was never, was never on my mind. And then I went to college for music recording. Um, maybe about a year into it, I didn't like it. And the reason why I didn't like it was because I wanted to make music for the sake of making music, for the yeah. sake of loving it. And there were so many people in my program that were like, oh, I want to be famous and I want to be the next big thing. Everybody wants to be famous and be playing Madison Square Garden sold out. Like everybody wants to do that. Like, but for me, I just wanted to make music because I loved making it. And out of the, the like maybe about 20 or so people that were in my program that I knew, um, maybe about five people were actually the ones that were passionate and actually wanted to do it like for, for the sake of doing it, not for the sake of being famous or making money, you know, because if you're doing something for the sake of being famous and making money, you're doing it wrong. You know, you're, you're, I understand like with people making money through streaming and, and stuff like that and YouTube, that's cool. That's fantastic. But the minute that you make everything about money, like, and obviously, when when something's a job, then obviously you got to think to yourself, okay, it is about money because when it's about paying bills and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, going into it, going into it, and you're just a, you're just an artist or you're just a content creator making fun content. Like going into it, your first thought shouldn't be, I want to make billions of dollars off of Twitch and billions of dollars off of YouTube and making videos, like yeah. people. And that's the kind of misconception I don't like. It's like, you know, I've met Sakate, I've met Sin, and I met all these people over on Twitch. And it's like, yeah, Sakate's got a job. If he makes a little bit of extra money on Twitch, good for him. Like, you know, but that but that whole thing, him spending the money on the PC and him doing this content creation and him doing 
the Epic Wrestling League, which is an idea that I actually gave him because him and I met and I've been doing my universe mode. I've been a wrestling fan for like since I was um, probably in middle school. So 2012, Mm -hmm. 2013. Again, I'm young, so yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say about uh, two years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so long ago because I'm not that same guy anymore. So, like, it feels so long ago. Like, I'm 10 years older, and, you know, a lot can happen within 10 years. So it's like, you ever look back on, like, your younger days, and you're like, you know, you're like, man, like, I'm not that same person. And even though that I'm 22 and I've, haven't scratched this wonderful thing we call life yet. Uh, I still feel like there was a lot of things when I was 12 or 13 that I, that, that I didn't know at the time that I know now, like my mindset now is completely different than what it was when I was 12 or 13 years old. So yeah, just like boxes of briefs, uh, what cereal (laughs) you wanted to eat, whole milk, 2% milk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I've been I've been doing like YouTube and stuff since I was ten. I was I ten years that. old in fourth That's grade. Weird. That's weird yeah. to me because you, you were part of the. I mean, even though I I am a a bit older than you, but we still fall into the same, you know, category or whatever. You just experienced it younger than I did, mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just like there was no YouTube when we were younger, and then mm-hmm. now YouTube is like one of the biggest platforms that we have in social media. Right. And, it, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. We, we talking about cell phones and shit now. All and right. There was a time when I was alive that this shit didn't exist, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, at least the high tech phones and everything else. And, you know, no, you I had mean, your- like it was none, none, none consumer grade, put it that way. So right. I got to see from zero to the first, you know, my mom right. had one of the first ones to where it was in like a purse, pretty much. And the battery <laughs> was that fucking big. Yeah, they was- were huge. And you had to you couldn't put them in your pocket. You no, know? yeah. now you can. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a crazy way to look at it. You could not put this bitch in your pocket. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and they're. And what I don't understand now is that there's phones that are like that, like the note phones. The Samsung Note phones. It's like, why would somebody want a phone that big? Why? Like, in today's day and age, why would you want a phone that big? Like, because then you can't even put that in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Because it's so dang big. It's the same. It's kind of the what, same thing, except it's modern now. Yeah, I mean, it's just where we are now. Because the thing in the beginning was it started out huge because we mm-hmm. didn't have the technology to, you know, make it smaller. And then once we got the uh, 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 a freaking hold on that, it was the smaller the phone, the better the phone. And then right. after that, it was just like, I can't watch porn on this little bitty TV. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make it bigger. I can't watch porn. On it. <laughs> yeah, so. I love, I love how you, the first thing you said is like, I can't watch porn on this. <laughs> well, I mean, think about the technology that we have, the advancements that we've made. It's all based around porn pretty much well consumption well i mean if if you if you if you think about it now that you mentioned that vr virtual reality the porn (laughs) industry was the first industry to be like to be like they were the first ones to be to say to ask this question 
To, what would to it be quote, like to be in your own porn? To, to quote Bailey, ding dong, hello. <laughs> Are you right, here? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, they, they drive the industry and whatnot. It's just, you know, it was kind of dicey in the beginning when we started converting to HD because right. nobody wanted to see a pimply booty uh, porn star. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Pic- yeah, pixel, yeah. Yeah, so it's just... It is what it is. And, you know, they got to get better makeup and stuff now because, damn, some of the, the crow's feet and all the other wear and hair <laughs> that they have on their body is it, prevalent in <laughs> HD. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, sweetheart, now you got to hide that because now it's HD now. So Yeah, yeah. But I, no. you start my VR and everything, and that was the first thing that came to my mind when they started introducing it, you know, you know, for people to purchase and whatnot. I was right. like, how are they going to put porn on that? How is porn going to be incorporated? In I this? mean, there's a company in Japan of all places, duh, that they make a harness for this motherfucker. So like you put it on your head and you got a bodysuit and it wrap around your torso and shit. And as you interact with the porn, it do the things, to, it milk you like a cow. Pretty much. You know, you know what's weird though? It's like, I've done it. Ah. Like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to try it just to see what it was. Yeah, and, and the weirdest freaking thing was like, so in some of them they put you in this room. Yeah, you can't, POV and then you can't really, you can't really see nothing. And then, and then, you know, they start the same, the you know, story or whatever, or I don't know. You know, they got the, they got the hot girl in front of you. You know, she starts talking to you, but it's weird because it's. It's supposed to be you, but it feels weird at the same yeah. time because it's like, because it's like you just see, like you look down and you just see a dude's torso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you you look down and you just see a dude's torso and you're like, so like the whole time. It's jarring. I mean, because like, you know, it's me or whatever. And then I got a a, 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 a Caucasian bottom half. I'm like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a. <laughs> You got a white dick, but it's like, but it's, it's funny. Cause like, I always, that's why I'd never look down. Like you always just look up like, you know, but it's weird. It's, a, it's weird because I never thought in a million years, like exactly that, that that would be the first thing that people would think of when they thought of VR. Like I thought video games would have been like, yeah, we're going to do this, but no, it wasn't PlayStation. It wasn't Xbox. It was the freaking porn industry. That's like, Hey, let's put people in their own porn. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the rest is history there. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, man. We go back to technology again. You, we, we're going to look at porn as far as, the advances porn has made that I can remember in my lifetime. I can remember being the youngest and stumbling upon it and it was magazines. Yeah. Playboy and hustler and paper and all kinds of stuff. You know, it was just a variety of paperback and then to go to a VHS tape and, you know, just finding that crazy shit. And then it's just like, then the DVDs and DVDs and then, it's just on demand now. It's like I can and, summon this bitch like a wizard and be like, <laughs> here it is on my phone. You know, the, we- the weirdest thing is like, like we, we talk about this is like with the pandemic. Cause look at the Thunderdome. Yeah. You know, 
like never in a million years did I ever think that you would actually have fake crowd noise and well, TV. Well, 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 let's be fair. If, if you remember the old school taped Smackdowns with the Smackdown pop. And everything. Right. <laughs> right. It's not relatively new, but it's just awkward in that environment. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah, it is because it's supposed to be, you know, essentially live entertainment. So to try to like replicate people being there, yeah. it's kind of just awkward because it's like, you know, it's not like a live crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Well, so it, it isn't. It, it isn't. It isn't. Because like, think yeah. about it. Because it's somebody like how we're doing right now, sitting in front of their computer or TV or phone or however they're doing their uh, Thunderdome experience. And right. just think about all the shit that you have going on in a normal day to day while you're watching wrestling. Because I know <laughs> I got kids running around and shit. My wife asking me questions. There's food being cooked in the background. <laughs> There's yep. all kinds of matter of noise. Just imagine everybody's single Thunderdome experience being piped in through the speakers. Right. That would yeah. be a weird fucking sound. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be. I mean, it. if I were to say that wrestling didn't give me everything that I ever needed in my entire life, I'd be lying. Word. Because, because like, if it weren't for wrestling, I wouldn't have transferred colleges and I wouldn't have taken the career path that I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Cause like when I was in college for music, I would always go back to my dorm. I had a single dorm room, so it was nobody but me. Lucky. Um, but I had to have that because of, you know, my disability, my special needs and certain things that I needed. So, and plus I didn't want to clean up after other people's shit and get into the arguments with roommates and shit and Once all that again. shit. Other than the disability part, lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would consider the disability part a little bit lucky, too, because I've been as unfortunate as it is that I have to deal with what I have to deal with. Um, I would say it's more of a blessing than a curse, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I always say handicap has its perks. As horrible as that sounds, it it, it really does. Because, you know, I make good friends with security guards at concerts, uh, you know, at, at events and stuff. I always I, I don't want to say this because it sounds horrible, but. Pretty much, I, I kind of always get what I want to a certain degree because it's like they're not going to say no to some kid with a handicap. Like, they're not. Like, generally speaking, like, usually I would go to a concert and I would always get front row seats, you know, because for whatever reason, the thing is when you're in public and you're handicapped or you're, you're in a wheelchair, it, it's usually only when I'm in a wheelchair. Um, I can walk and everything, just not well. Um, but usually when I'm in a wheelchair, people act like you don't exist. They act Mm -hmm. like you're invisible. And so I've grown accustomed to it. Like it's not right. It's not a right thing. It's, it's horrible, but I've grown accustomed to it because I know that people are assholes and that's just how it is. Um, but you know, I would go back to my dorm and I would watch wrestling. That's what I would do. I would watch raw because I had Hulu. So, uh, we had cable at college, but not all. This, it, you're blowing my mind right now because I know this was only a few years ago to you. Right. It's just like to hear you be like, when I were when I was younger, I used to watch wrestling through YouTube, <laughs> I mean, or, or Hulu or whatever. It, it, it's crazy to me because as when I was your age, 
when I was your age. Damn, I had to tune in week to week. Right, and TV. And just, yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because here and shit, right? Yeah, it's funny because like there's Hulu with live TV. Mm-hmm. Like you can get Hulu with live TV, and that's what my my mom and I we cut the cord a while back, yeah. and um to save money. But my grandparents they've always had cable. Like I'm living here with my grandmother now, and she has cable. But I still watch stuff. I don't watch Raw the night that it airs. Yeah. I wait for it. Mm-hmm. On on Hulu because I have the Hulu with no commercials, so I can watch it straight through. And then so, the Hulu experience for Monday Night Raw, they cut it down to ninety minutes. Right, they just put, they just put in the pertinent information rather than all the side filler and all this other stuff. Right, exactly. So like I'm, I, that's that's what I do, and you know, yeah, I've I've gone to my fair share of wrestling events. I've met um my fair share of wrestlers. Mick Foley, I met him. I met Devon Dudley. Uh, who else did I meet? Um, I've had many interactions with wrestlers. Deanna Perrazzo, the Knockouts champion of Impact. Uh, I actually have a ring-used piece of the canvas that they used in Bound for Glory, the pay-per-view, last year in October. They were giving them away in an, in an auction, and I got it for 60 bucks. and Deanna was signing it through a live stream, and that's how they were like raising money for stuff. I don't know what they were doing, but they do that all the time. And I had Deanna sign it for me. Um, I also have had many interactions with Rosemary, the demon assassin Rosemary from Impact. Uh, I know a guy named Cody Diener who's with Eric Young um, with Impact. And I I met him a a while while back. Um, I met him a while back. uh, And, you know, him and I stay in touch. Um, Paige. Uh, from WWE, she's a streamer now. Um, well, I don't know Twitch. how that's going or whatever. She yeah. got banned. Well, she's back. Ago. She's back. Okay. Yeah, she's back. Um, they make but, it seem so dire or whatever. Be like, oh, she was banned. Like she did something horrible, horrendous. She damn just streamed a movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually in Paige's first stream, the first stream that she did on Twitch, and that's how I got into wrestling was because of her. My mother and I. Yeah, my mother and I would watch Total Divas together. We watch, we watch a, that, we watch funny. that, that that's together. Funny. That's funny too, man. To be to hear how well my my story isn't too far off, but to hear how you got into wrestling because of a reality show, essentially. <laughs> well, no, it was funny. It was funny because I knew I I I was into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like I knew the whole thing with Edge and his retirement, the whole thing with CM Punk. The summer of punk. I knew all that stuff. Um, I knew who Paige was. I knew mm-hmm. because I started watching NXT um, uh, in 2012, 2013 when she won the first ever one. Uh, and, you know, I started and I always loved women's wrestling over the men's because I always Some felt like look at essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. But um I always felt like they had something to prove and the whole divas revolution thing and every, everything else. Like I always said, why are they calling it diva? Like me, I'm no feminist or no nothing, but like, you know, that belt looks stupid and the whole thing was dumb and everything else. And then, you know, when AJ Lee came along and, you know, Paige came out the night after WrestleMania, um, 
on Raw. And I remember the date too, uh, April 7, 2014. I remember that. Uh, and she came out and, you know, she won the title and, you know, uh, but mom and I would watch Total Divas. And the only reason why she would watch it with me is because she knows that I liked Paige. Like she yeah. knew that I liked Paige. So we would watch it together. And then I started to real get, really get into it. And then that's when, um, when she retired mm-hmm. uh, in 2018 and she became GM of SmackDown. That is when my universe mode and my whole streaming career started. Uh, that is when the outlaw character was created. Um, was there was, I don't know if you remember this, but it was one segment where um, it was James Ellsworth. He came out <laughs> yeah, and he challenged Oscar or he was blabbing about Oscar. And then Paige came out and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you know, he's like, Oh, you're here to ask me out on a date. Aren't you? And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. How's next Tuesday sound? And she's like, oh, you're not going to have a date with me. You're going to have a match with Asuka. Mm-hmm. And I instantly thought in my head that what if that was me out there? What if that was me instead of James? And then I constantly thought in my head, here's how I would do the segment. Like, here's how I would do it. Yeah. Uh, and and then after a while, I because I, I, I wanted to be a wrestler. And oh, yeah. like the whole time, the because the reason why, because I believe it or not, I wasn't the most popular kid in school. I had a lot of people that were, you know, I had friends. I wasn't like a complete loner, but, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in one of those um, towns where like it was a very athletic town. So, you know, and, you know, you got your cliques and, and everything else in school and everybody did, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. Everybody did. And, you know, I had friends and I was kind of the nerdy, geeky kid, but also like I was also the disabled kid, too. And there was kids with disabilities, and but they were in special ed classes. They weren't uh, integrated among the the, uh, population. But I was one of those kids that wasn't in that class. I had probably uh, an extra aid. In yeah. that class, like a like an extra teacher, and that was like for math class because I suck at math. I just suck at it. I wasn't. We good. all do. <laughs> the only thing I'm getting at is adding and subtracting because you know they add uh, money into my account and then I subtract it toward bills. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so it wasn't too good. So you know, I I was going through like you know a lot of real de- real depression and all that stuff, but. You know, the whole suspending disbelief or, or that thing that they always say with wrestling, like, you know, dispent, uh, disbelief thing. Yeah. The feeling of that something. Is that real? Isn't it real? Or is it not real? Or whatever. I don't know. Like that that whole thing. And, you know, what made me get into Paige was like, she's not, she's not like your typical diva. Yeah, that, that skin like, is like, how do you even do that? <laughs> like, she's pale as hell like me uh you know and she's goth and she's this poor english girl like she had no money before coming to wwe like even on her stream she'd be like yeah you know i'd I'd steal stuff from the store and i would do this 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 like she would do all this stuff just to you know provide for her family her family was in and out of jail and 
drugs and all that other shit. And like, she basically turned her entire life around going to the WWE. So, yeah, you know, it was kind of, I don't know. I can I connected with her character in a way like she's different and I'm different too. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, cause I'm, I'm pale. I mean, I'm not, you know, goth and emo, but you know, I'm pale and you know, she's, she's a girl that's from England and she's pale and all these other women are tan and yeah, you know, all, the anti-diva is what the anti-diva. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it was the whole reason why the outlaw character was created. And then, I, cause somebody was like, what's your first name? And I was like, Brian, that with a Y, that's my first name. And they're like, and so I kept thinking of like, okay, how do, how is the outlaw character? Is he a heel? Is he a, anti-hero like a tweener or is you know he's he's a face and i don't i consider him to be a tweener but all my life i'm the type of guy that keeps it 100 like i'm the guy that like will tell you things that you need to hear and like we we live in a world where nobody likes that anymore we live Um, in a world (laughs) (laughs) we live in a society (laughs) yeah we live in a world where nobody likes to hear that anymore um Um, you know so you, you're seen as the bad guy, like just because you have a different opinion from somebody else's doesn't matter what it is, whether it's political, religious or whatever it is, you're seen as, you know, whatever society wants to see you as. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like where I was always taught to believe in what you believe in, stand up for what you believe in and don't apologize for it. Like mm-hmm. I'll apologize for something, but I won't apologize for, you know, my values and what I believe in. Like yeah. if I believe in something, I'm going to believe in it and I'm not going to change it just because this person don't like it or this person don't like it. Like, a, you know, a, a weird aside, uh, kind of related to what you're talking about. I just, I started binging seasons of shows that I may have missed out on and all kind of stuff. I just went back and watched all what four or five seasons of Eastbound and Down uh freaking i've watched all 14 season 15 seasons of it's always sunny in philadelphia (laughs) you know i got a lot of time on my on my hands at night so i've been going through binging all these different shows and right now i'm going through the five seasons of uh teen titans the good one yeah the the original yeah okay (laughs) we, we i talked to the guy that i was watching it with about that too is just like they changed it so much but at yep. the same time it it suits the time that we live in now the right. newer one but um anyway just last night i was in season four i believe episode two or three maybe but the name of the episode was a uh, truck or something like that i believe and it was used as a derogatory term towards starfire you know, they had this right. new character that came in or whatever, and uh, they were helping him out. And he would call her a truck because of the planet that she came from and everything. And uh, <laughs> it was one of those situations to where she was uh, confiding in uh, Cyborg, who is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, half human, half, half, uh, half robot, robot. And he's all his human half is black. So she was telling him about the word truck and how is, uh, you know, derogatory is, is, is a bad word and everything. And she was like, don't you ever feel like this (laughs) was, and he was like, yeah, 
people get on me because of, and then I was just like, because you black? He's like, because I'm a robot. I was like, oh, I see where they went with this episode. They went a whole different direction. <laughs> right. But essentially, it was almost talking about the N-word. And I was like, right. I like how they did that. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they sometimes some shows, they talk about things in a way that is, I feel, is more proper. Mm-hmm. Like, they, y- you didn't realize it right away. But, you know, as you read between the lines you're like yeah that's kind of what they're mm-hmm. you know talking about so that's kind of that's kind of how i like gravitated towards Paige because through her character part of part of her character was actually who she is in real life mm-hmm. like i feel that part of her character was a hundred percent authentic that it wasn't just tv um, you know, that, that, cause you know, you listen to her talk about stuff and, you know, she's very open about, you know, the s- trouble that she's gotten in and things like that. And to if be you, so op- open like you think that, her story is, uh, kind of rough. You should hear her mom shit, man. Yeah. Her mom's. Yeah. Oof. She was on, I forget what podcast it was a while back. Uh, she was talking about how she got raped and everything and how she right. met a, uh, her husband and all kind of stuff like that. Uh, you know, the one page knows as her father now. I was like, Ricky. yeah, yeah. I was like, God damn. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I've I've heard the I've heard the stories of that. And, you know, it's it's and for me, it was kind of weird because it was like, I'm a I'm a dude. Yeah. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um like, how can I relate to a woman when I'm not a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of like the whole idea of like, especially, you know, her coming out of this whole thing um, with the scandals and all the other crap that mm-hmm. happened and everything else. And her ca- coming out of this whole thing saying, F you guys, I don't care. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do whatever I want and blah, 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 blah. Well, that I mean, can you, the only bad thing about, those videos that came out or whatever mm-hmm. is just the the bit that had to that related to her job because I mean right. there was some debauchery in there with the the divas title at the time I believe or the NXT the title. NXT women's title yep. yeah so I mean that was the only bad thing that I thought of that whole situation or whatnot I mean, yeah other than that she's just human man I mean human, yeah right human, exactly some, some freaky shit <laughs> so I mean there's nothing yeah. based upon I mean they're not hurting anybody. But that was not her property, so to speak, to be doing yeah. those type of things with. And that was right, the only exactly. with it. Right, exactly. And the fact that, you know, and I was in I was I was in her, you know, very first stream and I was teaching her how to play Zelda because she didn't know how to she's never played video games in her life. Mm-hmm. Like really ever. So I was teaching her how to play Zelda and then I started to come back. Before you know it, I start gifting subs to her channel and start doing this. And, um, you know, then I just start talking to her about her career, um, you know, as a wrestler. And, you know, she's gotten to, she knows me as Botch TV like everybody else does. Um, You know, but it seems like she's completely stripped away Paige Mm -hmm. and just is Soraya. Soraya, yeah. and, you know, she always tells me, you know, you could call me that if if you want to. And I said, no, I can't. <laughs> and and she's like, why not? And I said, well, you're always going to be the anti-diva to me. You're never going to you're never going to be like 
to me, like, I don't know, know you. Yeah. Like that's different. Um, you know, and now sometimes <laughs> she'll say, now sometimes she'll say Mr. Outlaw sometimes after my character, which is funny. So <laughs> sometimes she'll play along with it and it's, and it's hilarious. It's funny. Cause mm-hmm. she's the whole reason why the character exists. Yeah. Like, and you know, the whole idea. So like long story short, I ended up making this universe mode, RCW Ravage Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I started it in 2018. And before then I had a blue snowball. I didn't have the Elgato wave three. Like I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I have. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> right. I didn't have um I didn't have all the technology that I have. I didn't have, you know, an Elgato Stream Deck. I didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any of that stuff. Um but and I wasn't as skilled. Um if you told me I'm still uh, that three years ago that I'd still be doing this. Mm-hmm. I would have said you're nuts because I'm the type of guy that like, uh, it's kind of like with a trend where like it's popular for a little bit and then something else replaces it. Uh, yeah. you know, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this for a little bit and then it's not going to be fun anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was then that I realized that like, I'm good at this. You know, I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, and I started to put my life into the character. So I started to share my personal stories. Like my father was not a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father had, you know, he passed away when I was three, but he was never around. So, and his family was never around. So I was like, let me apply that to the character. Let me apply that to the character. And then I created, um, I think it was Jason Outlaw, his brother first and then i because i never had brothers and sisters so you got the outlaw family you know and then i created sky outlaw his sister skyler created her and then i created luna and then i created jack and then everything else just kind of fell into place after that all the other characters after that kind of just fell into place and i started to just apply parts of me to those characters so, you know, Sky deals with my story of when I was in a really bad, you know, controlling abusive relationship when I was 16. Um, and so she deals with that. And, you know, the I don't know if you know the one entrance, but it's the one entrance in 2K19 where it's a it's a it's a female superstar entrance where she comes out with the mirror, the makeup yeah, mirror. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had. I'm 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 a big Shakespeare guy. I'm a big Shakespeare guy. I'm a big metaphorical person. So I like to use, you know, objects and certain things as like metaphors. So when Sky first came up came along, I used the mirror. And the mirror is kind of like a metaphor as like her being obsessed with her appearance. Her being obsessed with looking good because her ex-boyfriend made her think that she's only worth it because of her looks. And she doesn't. So that's why she's a snotty bitch, basically, is that like, you know, you get, and I, there was a lot of girls that I went to school with that were like that. You know, yeah. they tried so hard to look good, but 
you know, their personalities weren't the greatest at all. So, so everything that you're talking about is nothing like how the fuck I was doing. It's just like I would sit there and watch simulations, you know. I mean, essentially, that's what we do. But right. I'm just sitting there as if because my experience to it is um, I like to do the commentary. You know, I, I do like too. to challenge myself as far as what move is what move and whatnot. Not Everybody, everybody knows uh, the freaking RKO as the RKO when it's like the ace crusher and um, the fall in front face. Uh, I, like I, I try to get the actual name of the move. Right. Or whatever. You know, I just like that aspect of it to call right. um, the play by play of the joint. I do that too. Uh, so what got, I yeah, but you got layers and shit talking about yeah, the yeah, mirror yeah. is an allegory yeah. to the soul and shit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa. I was yeah, like, like you're way more advanced than I am, my friend. Me, me, what I do is um, I'll play the match mm-hmm. as oh, one person, okay. and I live commentate as I'm playing it. But here's the thing: I'm also planning the match in my head as I'm commentating it. So, like, I have to think in my head: okay, I'm gonna go for this spot. I'm gonna go for this spot. I'm gonna go for this now. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and I have to commentate it because I could sit there, and that's the thing: people are like, people are like, oh, you could sit there and let the AI whoop your ass, or you could sit there and and, and whoop the AI's ass, and that's. All. But the thing is, is I let the AI get shots in because I want it to be an actual wrestling match. Yeah, uh, and so th- th- like, that's the difference between a simulation because those things, uh, I mean, it's a simulation, and those things right. go wildly awry or whatever yeah but like, sometimes they turned out to be good though mm-hmm. yeah like, I, like, I want this one to win but then <laughs> it's just like the other guy get the freaking finishing in within the first three moves and then the match is over it's like well fuck how i'm gonna commentate that that was just like over well, too quick. what's funny is now that you mentioned that i go through that same problem mm-hmm. i'll want somebody to win and the guy that i'm controlling i'll lose mm-hmm. and i'm like oh shit so how but, does that affect your storylines and stuff? I mean, but I the mean, thing is, yeah, the thing is, I have three different scenarios of how a storyline can go. Um, when so, draw. <laughs> oh, not draw. No, um, I don't like draws. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually in season seven of my show, which it's on season 10 right now, um, with a regular show, there's two additional shows that I created as spinoffs. Um, so like, the RCW original show in season seven, I increased the count out to 20 on all normal matches, on all matches where count outs apply um, because I didn't want matches to end in draws. I'm the type of guy that likes a match to end in a finish. And if it's going to end in a draw, whether it's a Iron Man, like let's say one person tied 1-1 one, one ends in a draw, okay, that's fine. But I don't like you know uh, a, a heel just to get a count out just to get a count out. Mm-hmm. And so the outlaws, they're not like those heels that are like, oh, I'm just going to get a count out and just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're the guys that are going to finish it. They want to beat you. They want to yeah. hurt you. And, you know, and so like, um, but then I started to think as the show went along, how can I make the show better? As every season goes by, I'm always like, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. Because you know, everybody hates hearing their own voice and everybody hates, you know, watching their own shit. Um, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, I wish I could have done that there. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, man, I wish I could have done that there. Um, and so, 
you know, a lot of a lot of my stuff is like I'll look back and I'll be like, yeah, I love that match. I love that story. And I remember stories that I did in, back in season two. Um, and actually, one of the stories that I'm doing right now in season 10 is actually a continuation of what happened in season two. So my storylines are continuous. Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, so I ended up doing that and I actually have this app on my phone. Uh, it's for the iPhone uh, only, unfortunately, of but it's course. but it's uh, it's an app and it's called Social Dummy. And it's this app that allows you to make social media accounts like spoof social media accounts. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, OK, let me do this. I was like, I can create Twitter accounts for the characters. Mm hmm. And have them tweet to each other and then share the screenshots in a Discord. Or because what I do is I'll stream it live. I'll stream it live like on Glimish, which is this new streaming platform. I stream on there. And so I'll stream it live on Glimish and then I'll record it because it doesn't have VODs yet. It's one of those platforms that doesn't even have VODs yet. So I'll record it and then I'll edit it and add the music in, add everything that I want in. Um, so then I did. All of that stuff. And then once the outlaws came into play, once all the outlaws came into play, I started making backstories to the outlaws. I started doing all these other spinoff series because of those characters. Um, so then I was like, how can I make Brian Outlaw more human? And I was like, okay, let me cut promos as him. So then I started doing it in Audacity. And, this, and I started to write stuff down in my notes pad in my notes app on my iPhone just to write scripted promos. So I would just do, 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 And then I had to develop a voice for him. So, you know, yeah, there's just so, that, so many layers right now. You yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I had to develop, I had to I develop sit a, in front of the goddamn thing and watch Sims. <laughs> yeah, I had to develop, you know, a voice for him. So I was like, okay, how would he talk? And I was like, I'm loud. That, that is that is rather difficult or whatever because you you have your voice for yeah. you, and then you gotta not only come up with something that doesn't sound like you, but you also have to think in the think of that voice that you're doing as well. Right. Because um, I've done voiceovers for a character that I have in another league that um guys that I know mutually through a podcast, and they started their own you know, 2K league or whatever. Right. And my character is in that league and I represent myself in my podcast. So they would, that's not the hard part. They would just send me lines and I would just say it as I would say it as my character. But right. when they need help for all these extra characters from the league proper, cause we're side characters to that league. Right. So it's like their own league, like how you have your characters, like original right. characters. And then we're like, a, a side show or a side project to that show. It's just like, right. All it's the like, people uh, that we with know mutually, characters yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. All the people that we know mutually through the podcast, we represent ourselves in our podcast as characters in their little world and stuff. Right. So when I'm doing the stuff for me, it's fine. Cause like I could just ad lib and do what I normally do. Right. But when they be like, Hey man, uh, we got this other character. Could you just lend a voice to it? And I'm just sitting there like, uh, how would I'm looking at him and I'm like, all right, this dude looks like he would talk this way right. now. All right. We give him a voice. So how would this character think in the situation? Yeah. So like, it, it is just fucking like weird. <laughs> yeah. It is weird because for me, the outlaw thinks the same as me. Mm -hmm. Like, when people hear me 
speak as him, they're like, that's not you. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is me. Like, it's my voice. Um, and it's it's funny because when I talk like him, it it's almost like sort of like, I think of it as like a person that I wanted to grow into. Mm -hmm. Um, because I cared so much about what other people thought about me and, you know, the outlaw mentality, like, yeah, outlaw means you break laws, but the outlaw mentality, the outlaw concept is, and the concept of the character is you're an outlaw to society, meaning that you're not going to obey societal norms. You're going to do what you want to do because you want to. Not because society I don't want is to like, wear a mask and get a vaccine, motherfucker. <laughs> well, not not in the sense of not in the sense of that. Yeah, I know, but, like, but I, you know, I'll just say, yeah, I was fucking around. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like, you know how people are always like, oh, you have to be this way. You yeah. have to be this way. You have to be this way. You have well, to get a vaccine. You have to get a mask. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I, I, I'm fucking around. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's it, it's sort of the same ideology. Yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna do it because you. You're going to do it because you feel it's right to do it. Uh -huh. So, you know, when I had to create the voice for him, it, it's, it was like, I don't even remember the first promo that I did. Um, but I'll just go back to one of the promos that I just did. It was um, uh, a while back, and it was the Empty Promises promo. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. And it was the promo that I did against Cody Rhodes. Um for a series called the outlaw world tour where they go around the world promotion to promotion. And right now they're in AEW mm -hmm. and um, I had a, this rivalry with Cody Rhodes and I basically took screenshots from my actual Instagram and my actual Twitter because the outlaws, they call me boss man. That's what they call me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I took screenshots from my actual Twitter and I took a screenshot of Rosemary, like in one of my comments on Instagram I took a screenshot of um, Kendra Cole, who's a porn star, liking one of my tweets on um, Twitter. See how and, everything that we talked about just kind of interlaces and in everything. We talked about porn and all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it just pops up. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and it's like, and so, like I think I said, I basically sat there and I made fun of Cody's marriage with his wife the mm -hmm. whole time. And I didn't say anything too bad. Um, I basically said, let me try and remember. Um, let me try and remember. Uh, there, I think I said it. There's one famous phrase, um, and everybody knows that phrase, and it's till death do us part. Mm. And I, and I, I said it kind of like, I want to try and get the voice because it sounds better with the voice. So I'm going to try and do it. I'm going to try and do it. Um, I'm going to try and do it. Uh, so, uh, what are two things? Hang on. Here we go. Yeah. What are two things that are certain in life? Death and taxes. Yes. Everything else, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was one of the lines that I did for the promo. Where I so basically I just whisper when I talk, uh, and when I record oh, it, Jake the Snake type deal. Yeah, I I took a lot of inspiration from Jake the Snake, um, and just a lot of yeah, a lot of inspiration from CM Punk too. Um, I learned everything that I knew, uh, everything that I know now from Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary definitely, I learned a lot from her uh, because. 
I would do stuff in her character. So sometimes I would comment on her Instagram because she stays in character a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Like, like a hundred percent. So like, is she a part of the decay? Yeah. Decay. All right. So answer my question real quick, you know, as a side, I've been trying to get back into impact or whatever. One, because I have a former guest, Kiara Hogan that's there and I try to keep up with her and everything. But it's just like I love Kira. She's awesome. Oh boy, boy. boy. Um, <laughs> but every pay per view that they had as of recent that I, I think I've watched at least the last three or four. Is it just a staple in their pay per view format to where Decay has to start the damn show every time? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But it is kind of ironic. Yeah. Every every match. Every pay per view that I've watched, you know, recently has a decay match to start the show. <laughs> and I know who it used to be. It used to be um, Abyss, Crazy Steve, and Rosemary. Yeah. And Rosemary has seven different versions of her characters based on the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. So each of those characters acts different. I like Lust. Lust was my favorite. Um, you know, Lust was my favorite character that she ever did. Uh, but I learned a lot from just watching her do what she did. Um and, you know, watching her mannerisms, I would spend nights watching promos. Um, and I eventually got close with her because what I do is I like to feed into the superstars gimmick. Mm-hmm. So I would, when I would tweet out to Rosemary, I would talk in her character. And she has this other character named Courtney Rush, which is her without face paint. Mm-hmm. It's just her. And the whole story of Rosemary goes back to Smash Wrestling with Allie who used to be Cherry Bomb, the Demon mm-hmm. Slayer. And so, you know, that whole story, I would, and it, when I would talk to Courtney, because Courtney, Courtney Rush, her her other persona, she has another Twitter account and another Instagram for it. And so she is, like, real deep into the whole kayfabe thing. Yeah. Um, so I would just talk with her character, and she would talk back to me sometimes. And her and I would just do like this little improv thing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth constantly. And I started to get better. And, you know, then I would watch pages promos and I would watch, you know, all this other stuff. And then eventually I didn't need a script anymore. Eventually all I would just have a scenario in my head and I'd be able to cut a promo. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would like, I've done it on page before in her Twitch chat. There's sometimes where I've just done it, just to do it like, you know, and she'll play along with it and she'll, she thinks it's the funniest thing ever sometimes. Um, yes. and it, and it's we, cool. We're going to have to re- revive the, the promo in the bank. We got a thing on wrestling this trash called the promo in the bank. And pretty much as it, it, the money in the bank works, you, you can cash in at any time on anybody and they have to cut a promo of your choosing for, uh, I think what, I think we have a minute. And whatnot. Really? So, yeah, pretty it's much. Like, so anytime we like, we just doing the show, we're like, yeah, man, you seen Monday Night Raw, and we just talking about the, and I hit the button, boom. Surprise, right. motherfucker. <laughs> then, you know, it's pretty much the rundown and everything. And I'll be like, all right, Brian, I'm cashing in on you. You have to cut a promo for one minute about socks, you know, just anything, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> so when I cash in on you, you have to cut a one minute promo about socks. 
you know, and that's just the what <laughs> that's kind of cool. So that's what that's... the promo in the bank is for the the show. So we've had all kinds of crazy shit because like um, another famous Brian that I know is a uh, Brian from the UWO podcast. He uh, frequents there and everything. He hates Mongo McMichael, <laughs> you know, barring his uh, current situation, but, you know, just old school Mongo performances and shit. So anytime just about anybody cash in on him, they make him say good things about Mongo McMichael. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. But, you know, it's, it's crazy because I know this character is just in a video game. Like, I know it started out as a character in a video game, but I think it's safe to say that without that character, I wouldn't be in the spot that I am in now. I wouldn't have done 10 seasons of the show. I wouldn't have done, you know, all these storylines. I wouldn't be writing a book on these five characters. I wouldn't be, you know, um, I wouldn't be in the position I am with, uh, you know, Paige at all. Um, You know, I wouldn't be you know, in the position that I am with a lot, with a lot of things, um, you know, and that's, and to me, like, to me, like Paige is the start of all of it. Like that's the one thing that's in common was that Paige was the start of all of it. So, you know, I think I sent a tweet out a couple nights ago, um, saying that, you know, when I say team Paige, I mean that shit. Um, and you know, I was told I would never walk or talk, I had 12 surgeries. I've had multiple operations. I've done this, done this, done this. And I was told I never walk or talk. And if Paige has taught me anything, it's you can overcome anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, You know, people are going to talk shit about you. And that's how it is. That just means you've made it. And, you know, then that just means you're doing, you're doing something right, you know? And so, you know, and that's, and like five minutes after I, tweeted it she liked it and there was one time where she like retweeted one of my tweets and it freaking blew up but like you tell me 10 years ago when i was 12 that i'd be chatting with somebody that i saw on total for total divas like i'd tell you you're nuts but now it doesn't seem like i'm nuts anymore you know like and it's <laughs> you say 10 years ago i was 12 10 years ago i was starting a second marriage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now that, now that's something I'd never thought of, um, you know, and that's probably because I'm young, but, you know, uh, I've always told people, um, it's either, it's, my life has been focused on wrestling. Like, yeah. you know, after, you know, that, um, that horrible thing that I went through at 16, um, at 18, I had this girl that I was into that basically used me for like two to three years or maybe about one to two years uh, and took her, I took her to my prom because I was senior and she was, I think a sophomore at the time and she basically ruined it. She said that she didn't want to be with me anymore. I didn't want to do this anymore. Um, And most of that money that I spent, like I spent the money on the limo. I spent the money on the Tuxel rental and stuff like that. A lot of that money was out of my own pocket. Yeah. So, twelve hundred bucks later, um, uh, I I go to school after that weekend because prom was on a Saturday. I go to school on Monday, feeling like shit. 
I didn't want to be in class. I didn't want to be surrounded by anybody because I felt like a freaking idiot. Um, and you know, then I realized that, you know, when I was in college and I wanted to do this wrestling thing that I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on me and no bitch is going to come in between that. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> and you know, it's not, that's not to say that all women are bitches, but, no. um, just a vast majority. But (laughs) yeah, and you know, there's that small minority of them that are actually good people, and Mm -hmm. you know, and I want to be known as Brian Outlaw to the rest of the world, you know, and that's and you know that that RCW has helped me do that. Like you know, I, I treat it like it's an actual wrestling show. Like the other. The, the show that I just started, Relentless, you're not allowed to have any regular matches. It's all like Hell in a Cell, hardcore type matches. And titles can be on the line. Because I have this rule where I have two pay-per-views a season, 20 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. And at the pay-per-views, all titles must be defended. All of them. Every single one. And I have seven titles um, all across all those shows. And so, you know, when I have to do the storylines and I have to do everything, like I had this... I had this character named Elisa, um, who, and who's, uh, from Germany, from Berlin, Germany. And I did these three different segments, uh, that are on my YouTube channel that, that were completely separate from RCW. Cause I wanted to hype up Elisa, but I didn't want her to just run in on somebody like through the game. I yeah. wanted something bigger. Uh, and so, you know, it was going to be my character's girlfriend. It was going to be my character's love interest. The first time he's ever had like an actual love interest in his life. Um, like, yeah, there was that love triangle storyline between him and Paige when he won the carnage title and she helped him keep it. But that, that wasn't like anything. So I wanted to create like a more sensitive side to, uh, to him. So I created this character where she was from Berlin and, you know, she was an orphan and, you know, she was, um, running away from her foster home and, and sleeping nights in alleys and all that stuff. And I created that whole entire story and, and I created the story where, uh, he brought her to Manhattan, which is where their wrestling school was and which is where the outlaws are from. And so I, so, I did all this not, whole thing not to cut you off. Cause like you, you got layers upon layers and everything. So all these, storylines and all these characters and everything that's going to be in the book that you're making uh most of it word most of it uh a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's going to be in the book is going to be stuff that isn't in the videos so people will actually have to read the book to get like the whole um story of domestic violence with sky outlaw and her being a victim of it um and and the trial and everything else like that's going to, that's going to be in the story. That's going to be in the book. Um, okay. cause that's something that wasn't mentioned. Uh, yeah, actually, should, um, if I can suggest something, if these are going to be stories aside from what has already been recorded on your streams and whatnot, I think you should just transcribe, um, all the seasons, the story from season one, all the way up until current. That's almost what I'm doing. Like, um, you know how, that's uh, what I'm doing, actually. Oh, okay. I'm so actually. It, it's almost like how um, you know they do compend, compendiums, I think. Yeah. Or whatever you know is from book one all the way up to book whatever. Yeah, it, I actually the uh, if I think it's gonna go up to 
season seven. Okay. Uh, the book is going to go up to season seven. I don't know if I'm ever going to write a second one. I got to get done writing the first one first. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's going to, I wanted it to start off heavy because it starts off with obviously uh, the story of Sky Outlaw. And, and then there are certain chapters that are going to focus on particular characters. Like Luna Outlaw, she came with a mask, the camo mask that you can wear in the game. She mm-hmm. came with this mask, and it's a metaphor for depression and anxiety, the mm-hmm. demons of your past. Uh, and I had her wear that mask from season three to season five, and she took it off. Um, and then um, she had it off for a while, and then she put it back on again. I believe it was in season seven. To save the, to save the business, as we like to do for Kane. <laughs> Save the business. Put the mask back on. <laughs> uh, and I did it. I did it in the sense of like, because colors represent things. Like black represents death. Mm-hmm. It's the color death. That's why you see people wear black at a funeral because it's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took red, which is the color of strength and courage and all that, and I put a put a glow in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put a glow. Uh, on the mask of Luna Outlaw, and she wrestled uh, Whitney White, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, um, one of the characters. And I had her choke slam her through the announce table twice because I had. Um, and there's a spot I love that call too. I love that call. I have a clip of it and everything. I love that freaking call. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, and then I had her switch back after that pay per view. I had her switch back to purple, which is the color of pride. Mm-hmm. Um and then and royalty uh, and royalty yeah mm-hmm. uh but when I made her debut I w- had her wear a white mask uh, a mask with a white glow which is the color of hope which is something that she desired to have she longed for it uh, and now she wears this mask that's rusted and not glowing anymore meaning that it's engraved in her now um you know so it's it and. I have her hairstyle and her hair is dyed white. Part of her hair is dyed white. So now she has the hope that she wanted on her head and in her head. Uh, you know, so a lot of metaphorical stuff uh, and a lot of, and a lot of, a lot of work goes into it, obviously with not yeah, only I mean, with the shit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not only with the storylines, but with the segments, like I have a segment, called in the clouds with sky outlaw, which is a, it's a talk show where she interviews people. And I basically go through the highlight reel and I have her stand in a, in a dress and high heels and have another superstar stand across from her. And then I have text boxes to symbolize them talking with each other. And then if I want somebody to attack, I just have somebody attack if I want to. Um, So with everything that you created, you know, essentially during the pandemic and everything, because we've kind of, in, in a sense, had a void of professional wrestling. Right. Now, there are things that are starting to open back up and crowds are being let back into buildings and whatnot. Are you excited to get back out there and go to any shows if you have been? Uh, I I am. I'm excited to go to AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW Dynamite. Uh, I've had those tickets since March of 2019, I think. Yeah, them bitches owe me some tickets. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're supposed uh, to come to Houston and, you know, shit happened. So, 
they're, they're coming, coming to Texas in, again on on tour. They're coming to different places. Yeah, they're in Texas. Back, they're coming back here in August, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to go because I got to work. So and and so I'm going to that. And what other show am I going to? I don't think I'm going to any other wrestling show, but I'm going to a Fozzy concert. <laughs> so I'm gonna meet Chris Jericho uh, and the band. And uh, that's like a couple weeks before AEW, so I'm gonna see him twice. Did you uh, watch the show last night? Double or nothing? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. There I was, was only scared when they did the little rappel joint down into the yeah. stadium. I was just like, oh lord. <laughs> uh yeah, because Owen Hart and all that. Yeah, well, not even that. It's just like that. The what they were doing, it it looked kind of stupid i know they was trying to be very safe because especially of the fact that you just brought up but it's Mm -hmm. just like it was taking too damn long (laughs) right you know i was like all right they should have just edited the shit out of that it's just like show them coming down and just have them at the bottom like with the fire and shit like they did i was just like Mm -hmm. yeah we don't need to see all them motherfuckers swinging up there hitting the wall and coming back (laughs) right like i I thir- the thing about AEW that I like over WWE in the past like couple years, or um, and this from just WWE is that I love the st- the prolonged storytelling, the continuity. Like I, I'm I'm I don't know if you feel this way too, but like I'm the type of guy like I don't like rematches unless it adds something to the story. Like why are we seeing this match? Like one to two to three times in one week. Like why? Mm -hmm. Like it's the same match. We all know who's going to win. Like who cares? Like, and, and see like that, that's kind of how I view my thing, how I treat, you know, my 2k series or my 2k universe is like, Mm -hmm. if there's going to be a rematch, there's going to be a reason for it. There's not, there's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be, oh, the champion lost. Now they get a rematch. Okay. Like, so, so all that. Speaking of your 2K League and everything that you got going on via social media, our time has elapsed. So if you could let everybody know where they can find all this these glorious antics that you'd be <laughs> uh, putting out and creating from your mind hole and everything <laughs> and projecting out into the world for everybody to see. Well, you can find me on glimish.tv slash botch TV. That is where I stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, I've taken the day off, obviously, because today is Monday. Yes. Uh, but um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays normally uh, on glimish.tv slash botch TV. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, same name, um, botch TV. And that's where all my archive streams go. So I record, I do them live and and then I record them, get them recorded and then get them edited and uploaded. Also, there's a bunch of other content on there. Most of it's wrestling. Uh, most of it has to do with my outlaw characters and my storytelling and everything else. And same thing on Twitter and, and Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else. Uh, you know, you can find clips on TikTok of, you know, my stupid wrestling calls or whatever, you know, me going crazy, but that's pretty much where you can find word. And has it, and as it has been for every guest of the random rambles with Rob podcast, you have been a guest and the door is always open for you to come back to uh, promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Word. Okay, we are clear. Hello, everybody. This is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoking sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow which is a nice peppery slap in the face. One taste and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices.